What's up, everybody? Welcome to GSR Gonzo Sports Room, Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm Chris Gonzo Gonzalez, joined by Mike Hughes. How's it going, Mike? Fucked. Everything's <laughs> fucked. Everything's awful. I hate it here. I'm never betting again. I'm retired, but I'll be back tomorrow. I was going to say until tomorrow? No, yeah, I'm retired till tomorrow. Then tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to sit there. I'm going to be like, it'll be like noon. I'll be like, hmm. You didn't have anything on this uh, Atlanta and Phoenix game, did you? No, I didn't because Atlanta's whooping Phoenix's ass. Yeah, and, and I didn't because I was looking at Trey Young's numbers, and he was like, he was like zero for four, like three different times from three the last few games. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I trust Sajir Alexander. I think he's gonna be solid. I'd rather take him over Trey, and uh, I was wrong. Yeah, the Suns are struggling. There's a lot of teams in the NBA struggling right now. It's been kind of a weird season in the NBA. None of the drains. Uh-oh. AP must have had some money on the Warriors. <laughs> he says, fuck the Warriors. I cried after the game. No, 100%, bro. 100%. I mean. They I lost a lot. Double overtime, I think. Uh, Single. Single overtime. Or single overtime. Yeah, it was it was a solid they're game. Terrible on the road, man. Yeah, terrible they're, they're the a road. really bad road team. I believe I think they're like nine and something on the road. That was my girl was telling me earlier today. She's a huge Warriors fan. Um, but man, Joe, like, I don't know. I think sometimes it's a problem that they have like this situation with three guards, and sometimes I feel like they really don't know what direction they want to go into when it comes to who's handling the ball. Because I mean, technically they have four. Because you know, you look at Draymond as a point forward as well. I think they definitely won their lacking size. You know what I mean? They got beat by a, a Wolves team without Rudy, without Cat. Like, that's that's awful. But, you know, I really look at it. Me and you were talking about it not, not too long ago. You know, I see Poole wants the ball. Clay don't want that bitch. Clay's in the corner. Clay's just chilling. But Draymond's not used to not having the ball. That's really all he does. So you take that away from him. He's just a guy just standing there. No offense, but he's just a guy. Just kind of chilling. It's like if me and you were just standing there on the court, you know. He's he gets his boards, but um, then Curry's inconsistent too from a from a assist perspective. So I don't know, Gonzo. I think they got a lot to figure out. 
definitely they definitely got to figure out defensively. They lost a lot when uh, they lost uh, Peyton the third. Yeah, I liked Peyton a lot. I mean, I, I'm not going to kill them, though, because, I mean, the money he got from Portland, I wouldn't have gave it to him. Like, that's, that's crazy. You're crazy. Like, you literally – you had a good playoff stint. He was consistent throughout the regular season. He really popped off in the playoffs. But I like that Anthony Lamb kid a lot. I think that was a good replacement, but he's more of an offensive perspective, whereas Gary was kind of that guy, you know, just like his dad. He's out here, you know, just the glove, just killing shit. So, you know, and, and I also – I don't know how well Gary's really doing in Portland, so that's another part of it too. Yeah, well, the Warriors, I agree with the Warriors can't pay him what he was getting paid in Portland because what they need them for is basically defense. They didn't need him to do anything on the offensive side, right? Yeah, and they hurt. They missed him last year when he was hurt, and then getting rid of him. I, th- I didn't think their defense would be this bad. Oh, not I really yet. Did. I mean. It, it kind of always was, you know what I mean? Like Draymond was really the focal point of what it was and Draymond's kind of, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I watched the Draymond green podcast and I hear a lot of what he's saying. A lot of th- times, you know, he's getting blocks that aren't, you know, through a stat line deemed <clears throat> blocks, but they're blocks, you know what I mean? But you know, it, it's something for me to where Draymond, you know, in his prime has definitely peaked. You know, like we're at a point now where we're kind of on the downgrade with Draymond. That's why the trade rumors are starting. You know, you never heard that before. You never heard that during the 2015. That's why at the beginning of the season, or not beginning of the season, offseason, I was saying that the Warriors should have went after Ben Simmons and bring him in basically to replace Draymond, a guy that can play defense. But Simmons hasn't been on – Simmons won't stay on the damn court. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd definitely rather take Draymond. As a person, I'd rather take Draymond uh, than Ben because Draymond's yeah. like – Draymond just has that – He has that grit, though. He has that grit that the Warriors need. Yeah, I mean, Ben's just – I mean, Gonzo, I can say what I want on here, right? Yeah. Ben's just a bitch. Like, I, Ben, like, I don't I don't even want to talk about Ben, bro, because it's like I'm I'm at that point where it's like – I am I am now, but, yeah, back before when he first came back, I thought he was going to come back and – actually play but yeah and and now you're playing like you've had four ankle surgeries and you're 35 years old and you're happy and satisfied with four points per game you were the number one overall pick and i'll give him his credit like dude was a bucket in his first few years in in philly like the gym when they made the jimmy butler trade i thought they were going to the finals and i thought they were actually going to win a championship like that's how deep i thought that team was especially with jj tobias jimmy i mean Embiid. you know before the stomach flu and all that shit that went happened but man, like, can you think about it? If Ben Simmons was actually just who we expected him to be coming out of LSU, like, I mean, if he would have been that guy from the jump, I mean, I think they win that championship. Yeah, he's mentally broke because now he won't even go to the damn rim anymore. Nah, yeah, I mean, he used to be almost unstoppable to keep from getting to the rim. Nah, yeah, and and that's that's really like I don't really understand where he's at mentally on what he wants to do because I think like a big thing for me. And I was, I was actually talking to my girl about it. She's texting me right now telling me if I keep talking shit about the Warriors, then it's going to be a bad time. So I'm happy we're on the Ben stuff. Um, but nah, for real, though, it's, it's fucked up to me when you look at it for what it is. And you're like, okay, Kevin Durant's out. So now you actually have to play basketball. You have to start hooping. And now you're looking at Nick Claxton as the number two option or Seth Curry instead of Ben. And I'm like, you know, if I'm Kyrie Irving, I'm like, man, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are we, what are we talking about? What are we doing? So it, it pisses me off. Like, like you said earlier, like, like with the Draymond Green. Yeah. And oh, dude, 
we were already talking about that backstage. I was so nervous Kyrie wasn't going to get that 20. If I was the head coach of the Nets, y'all, everybody's sitting, bro. We're sitting by the halftime. Like, I'm not playing Kyrie. So, hey, and bless. That's the Celtics. I know the Nets are missing Durant, but the Celtics are also missing Smart, who yeah. usually they struggle when he don't play. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, th- that's my last point, though, on Ben, is really like, you know, you look at it like Draymond, and it's, you know, you have Clay, you have Poole, you have Curry, and even back then, you know, and, and even Wiggins, you know, you have Wiggins, but even back then when you had Kevin Durant and them, like, you really don't have to care about what your offensive stats are, but, and that's kind of where Ben was, you know, you have Kevin Durant, you have Claxton, you have Seth Curry, you have Kyrie Irving, you can kind of just be that defensive guy that you always were, and you don't got to worry about scoring, but with KD gone, I'm kind of like, all right, bro, like at some point you got to – what is he like? Gonzo, I don't even know, like 25, 26 years old? He's a young dude. And it's like to me it's – you're acting like you're 36 and you're out of the league. Like Chris Paul is giving me better offensive numbers than Ben Simmons right now. Derrick Rose is playing two minutes a game and sometimes has the same stat line as Ben Simmons from a scoring perspective. And that shit's fucked up. They're, he's robbing them blind. Trying to see how old he is. He, he's not very old. I know you're. Yeah, he's twenty six. I knew he was twenty six. Yeah, man. Like that's crazy. Like, and you know what? I'm not one to talk because it's like you know I be I be hurt all the time. You know, my softball team. They're like, if I'm if I'm there, we're going to the bowl. We're going to the ship. Like that's what it is. But you know, nine times out of ten, my ankles bothering me or my shoulders bothering me. I got another concussion. But the difference is, is like at the end of the day. If you're good to go, you're good to go. And I just you feel play like softball at full speed like you did baseball. It's a weird, it's weird, dude. Like I have such a weird time hitting. Like, and, and this isn't me. I'm being completely honest. I don't want Randy Jowers or Jim or Jim or DB in the comments coming for me. Like in high school, I could not hit a home run to save my life. Like, I don't know what it is, but now you know I'm playing baseball and softball at the same time. So it's it was a last summer especially like I'm hitting shit out of the park you know against guys you know they're they're nothing crazy probably like D three guys you know they're they're not no D one athletes but you know they're older and and I'm hitting home runs off these guys in baseball and then I started trying out softball because I was like oh I just want something to do on like a Thursday night you know you you go to the bar after and you meet up with your team and it's a good time and for the life of me I spent probably the first like five six weeks trying to figure out how to fucking hit a softball because it's like. These dudes, the way they spin it, it's so weird. I, I hate it. But, yeah, it, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. I like it a lot, though. Yeah, it, it takes it takes some getting used to that the pitching coming in at a different angle like yeah. that. I remember when I first started playing softball, I wouldn't know – you see how little I am. I was never a home run hitter. But uh, once I got used to it, though, I could put that ball basically wherever I wanted. I, I was a triple guy. I'd go right down the line. And I was so fast I could get inside the park home runs or – yeah, that's really, that's really, I started, um, cause I was always the fastest and I was like, I, I couldn't hit it for shit. So I kept hitting pop-ups. So I just started bunting all the time and I just started running. I, I cleared first base every time. But, um, the, I think the hardest part, I don't even know how we got on this conversation, but I think the hardest part for me, cause I'm in the outfield is, you know, you're not, a, and at least in my league, you're not allowed, at least for the men, you can't use gloves. So, like, I'm always so used to, like, just relying on my glove to be there. And I have that feeling, like, you know, I, I know. You, you playing, like, a co-ed league? Yeah, it's a co-ed okay. league. Yeah, okay. yeah. Are you so, using, like, are they using, like, the big, the big mush ball thing? Yeah, it's a mush ball. It's yeah. a mush ball. I love mush ball. Mush ball is fun. One of them leagues. 
it's fun, but damn, them things are hard to square up. Yeah, dude, it, it's it's really like it, it's it's a, it's a different animal. Like I didn't even know what mush ball was until um my friend Michaela actually started talking to me about it. She was like, "Yo, we have an extra spot if you want to play." I was like, "Cool." And then I came into center field and I'm like, all right, cool. Like I played football, I played baseball my whole life. Like I can catch this mush ball and then I'm running full speed and you know, you don't have your glove. And I, I played what probably 14, 15 years of baseball in center field. And you know, I'm, I'm so used to that instinct of having my glove yeah. to kind of give me that extra inch so I can lay out. I'm fucking up. I'm on my ass. I see the ball rolling past me. Everyone's yelling at me. I'm like, it took me a minute. It took me a minute to adjust to it. I started just catching it with my chest because I was like, I can't do this. Like the league, the league I played in, we were we were allowed to use gloves, but we, you the guys had to hit that big mush ball, and then the, of course the women used the regular softball. Yeah, yeah, man, dude, the mush balls are cool. Uh, Glenn, yes, this, yes, this is Mike that does the Chicago Sky podcast. Uh, Glenn, Glenn's a big uh, Indiana Fever uh, fan, Indiana Pacer fan. He's out like all the games, yeah. and and, uh, and stuff. He. He, he travels. Hey, Billy Hamilton was a guy I grew up always idolizing. You know, he's not like the biggest guy, but I always said that. I'm not even, guys, I've told you that. You you had me on before. I was like, yo, everybody wants to be Mike Trout. And when I was a kid, I just wanted to be Billy Hamilton, man. Remember watching Billy Hamilton in the minor leagues. He's crazy. When he played in the Reds minor league system. Mm -hmm. It was forever ago, bro. You know, I remember we went to a game. <laughs> he was, uh, we have the Indianapolis Indians about 40 minutes from us. Yeah. And uh, we took my dad to a game for his birthday. It was the Indians against the Louisville Bats. And Billy Hamilton, because my dad was a big Billy Hamilton fan. We wanted to see him play. Well, on their way to the game, they announced that they were moving him up <laughs> to wow. the Reds. So we're like, oh, he ain't going to be playing. Well, we get there, and he's going. He, he played. But we sat through like a three-hour rain delay. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That is nuts. <laughs> Wait to watch that game. Oh, I didn't think he would play because he had just got right. I need to stop doing over and unders and just do alternate. <laughs> Man, bro, you're telling me, bro. You're telling me. I. It's crazy too because I was telling you, like, I was doing the parlays. I was doing my, you know, I was building my own. It's kind of different than FanDuel. FanDuel is a lot better. You could do like everybody scores ten and put a thousand dollars on, and you'll do great. But you know, DraftKings is kind of like it gives you a certain number. This is as low as you can go. So everybody was 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. And then for whatever reason, Shay, Shay and Embiid were both 25. And I was like, I love Embiid, but I'm going to go with Shay. Because like I said, Shay had averaged like 35 points, 40 points in the month What's of January. Been, been balling, yeah, he's, he's been crazy. So I was like, you know what? And and come on, come on, Gonzo. They were playing the fucking Rockets, bro. I was like, we're, we're solid. So I put them for uh, over 25. And they got that 24. and. Hey, yeah. One of the picks I gave out was OKC to beat the Rockets. I never, I didn't think the Rockets would beat them. Yeah, that was nuts. There was, a, it was, a, I forgot, I forgot his name. I should remember his name. He was whooping. They said he was a new kid. He was, his first time starting or something. He had like a double double. He was crazy. Hopefully, I did better in my, uh, on my college picks than I did on my NBA picks. And I haven't checked my college picks yet. But so far on NBA, I haven't done what. <laughs> you got to You got to get me right with those college picks. I don't really follow it enough. Yeah, I've only got one one game right so far in the NBA tonight. All the picks I gave out, I I should have went with. I, I was going to go with the Kings against the Spurs, and I didn't. I should have because they they looked pretty. They played pretty decent tonight. You picked the Spurs? No, I was going to pick the Kings, but I ended up not picking the Spurs. 
or not picking the Kings. And the Spurs won? Spurs won? I thought Kings won that game. I don't know. I'm asking you. I think the Kings won. Oh, I was going to say, bro, if, if the Spurs just beat the Kings, that's crazy. Mike on a late night show. Wow. I'm going to bed happy. Shit. What up, big Frank? I love Frank. Better with Mike. Wow. <laughs> I mean, hey, I like Jay. So I had 35 points and four assists for Embiid. I had 35 points, too. I had 35 points, eight and a half rebounds. Bro had 28. Yeah, it was my other parlay. That was my other parlay. I feel you, Anthony. We're all we're all crying tonight, bro. Do you which uh, which uh, sports book do you like better, DraftKings or or FanDuel? Dude, DraftKings for one reason, and it's because FanDuel will not accept my my social security. Like I, I'm illegal to them or something. I have no idea why. Like Barstool accepts me, um, Bet Rivers accepts me, DraftKings accepts me, and for whatever reason. FanDuel will not accept me, and I think it's because they know I'm going to put every single star player for 10 points and put $1,000 on it, and they're going to have to pay me my money. That's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. Like, Gonzo, I can't even tell you how many phone calls or how many hours I've spent on the phone with them trying to tell them, like, yo, like, I'm a real person. Like, I, I have all the information, the social, the the birth certificate, everything. Um, I've heard good things about Bet MGM too. I haven't tried it yet. I uh, to me, it just depends what you're betting on. Like, with if you're betting on like UFC, DraftKings, you get a lot better. You get a lot better odds mm. than you do FanDuel. Right. Um, that's probably because they got a partnership with UFC. I would assume. Right. But you do. You yeah. That's why I think MLB is really good with uh, FanDuel as well. Yep. Really good. Like you could do your own strikeouts over and unders. Like DraftKings is like Sandy Alcantara needs to have over ten plus strikeouts, whereas you can. Kind of do a stack ladder on FanDuel where you could have okay, he's gonna have five, six, seven, eight, and then if he hits all, you hit all of them. But DraftKings is like you get one shot and that's it, and it's kind of like it's kind of lame. And that's why I try to tell all my buddies because they'll just oh, I use is DraftKings. I'm like, no, you you want to get more than one sports book because you can get better odds sometimes on different sports books. Yeah. That's why I have the Barstool one because Barstool is pretty good. Barstool is pretty good. It's just um. I don't know. It's just kind of like disorganized, if that makes sense. Like everything's cool, but I just don't feel like taking 40 minutes out of my day to do one parlay. So like I DraftKings, everything's where it's supposed to be. I know it. You know, it's pretty solid. I've never used Barstool yet. It's all right. It's all right. I've used Caesars because we have a Caesars uh, casino here about 20 minutes from me. And like oh, yeah. on it, I can go actually, I can actually go to the casino like if i put make a bet on the caesar's app and i win i can if i, yeah. I can go to the casino and get my money if i want have, or they can i can have them transferred however you want and like if That's i'm at the casino it's like we go to the sports book sometimes me and dad and my son will go out there and like on a sunday and just stay out there all day watching nfl football put some bets in there at the sports book yeah you, while you're at the sports book if you want you you can load money onto your onto your account and you can you can be sitting at the sports book and mess around Make bets on your phone as well. Dude, I'm so nervous. I start, um, you know, I worked at Wrigley as a grounds crew, and we always, you know, do stuff on the field and just all that. Woo -woo. But um, they're they're building a DraftKings in Wrigley Field. So yeah, it's, uh, right, it's right outside, and they're saying it's going to be done by sometime this year or, or next. And I'm like, dude, I just better not be working there because I know exactly the second my check comes in, I'm going right into the casino right after. 
I'm gonna be like, yo, I, I need some OT. I need something because I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to last. They just did the, uh, done that at American Ballpark or Great America, American Ballpark, Great American Ballpark there yeah. in Cincinnati. They That's they built crazy. a. Uh, I'm not sure if it's DraftKings or which sports book it was, but they built one in the in the stadium like that that's open year round. Yeah, that's so dope. No, they had they had Pete Rose come make the first bet. I bet they did. I said, how yes. fucked up is that? Dude's banned for baseball for betting. You're gonna you're gonna bring him to make the first bet. He bet on the red, he bet I'm on the Reds to win the World Series, of course, but which was Jesus. This year isn't gonna happen this year. He bet on it for this year? Yeah. God bless him. You know, he's just trying to get back in. He's just he's trying like, to get back like, in. Like, really, how ironic is that? A guy that's banned from baseball for, for betting, you're going to have him come make the first legal bet. How much do you think they paid him to do that? I would have yeah. said, bro, you got to at least give me a mil to do that. Because baseball's done him wrong. Right. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's just that what you're asking me to do, yeah. like if I robbed a bank and then you asked me to go do a, a, a commercial yeah. in front of a bank about not robbing banks. Like, it's like, dude, that is the most fucked up. I didn't even know yeah, that happened. That and the only time that the Reds or any of them contact them is when they, when they want to make money off of them. Yeah, I mean that's it's a sad thing about him, man. I still think you know as a manager, I think he should be voided. You know, I don't think what he did should be counted in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. But as a player, I mean, he didn't do anything as a player that we know of. So you know, as a manager, sure, I think it is fucked up that a manager was betting on games. But you know, as a player, if you weren't doing anything, then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, he because just as a player, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, as a player, I mean, hell, as a player, I always get a lot of heat for it. But I have Pete Rose in my top ten of all time as a player. I mean, I'm just a Pete Rose fan. But I was gonna say he's my favorite player, so he's up in my top. He's up in, yeah, my, he's top. in my top ten for sure. I got a fucking Pete Rose tattoo on my leg. Yeah, that's yeah. actually you guys sent me a picture of that. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. I got the uh, Cincinnati uh, Mr. Red Leg on one side of my leg, and on the other side, I got uh, Pete Rose. Yeah, I, I got about what? I got about ten tattoos. I think I was so I'm debating. I'm doing a, a leg one of of all guys that like that just like inspired me growing up. Like I'm gonna have Jackie Robinson on there. I'm gonna have Kobe on there. Uh, I'm definitely having Walter Payton, Anthony Rizzo. I, obviously, I need to get a little bit bigger before I do anything like that because my calves cannot hold that right now. But I'm, I've been waiting for this Derrick Rose one, and that's like, I'm either gonna get one of him as a as a bull, obviously, you know, holding the MVP trophy or just whatever I feel like, you know, designing with with mm -hmm. tattoo artist. But I've been waiting to see if he ever gets a championship because I don't care what team he's on. If if he gets a chip, I'm getting an exact picture of him holding it, and I'm getting it on there because that's you know, that's just that's just D Rose. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. He's I'm either gonna wait till he retires or wait till he wins. I'm gonna get Johnny to finish out. It's gonna be basically a half leg sleeve, just from the knee down. And it's gonna, I just gotta get. I'm gonna get Johnny Bench to go on there, and then I'm gonna get the uh, the center field scoreboard from a great, great American ballpark. That's kinda, really kind of up there. See, like I, I, wanted to, I wanted to do that with Wrigley, but I worked there, so like I don't want. I don't want none of the guys to see that shit. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. They're like, You're weird, I'm, bro. And then eventually I'll probably, on my other leg, I'll probably get a Peyton Manning and some Colts stuff because Peyton's always been my favorite football player, even before he became a Colt. I, yeah. I followed him in college. But, no, I, I yeah, I, I love tattoos. I just ain't been able to get one here lately. Yeah, I'm getting 0. .5 this weekend, but now I'm going to have to get one. Saying. 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get a SGA tattooed on my fucking forehead now, I guess. No face tattoos, no face tattoos. No, I'm getting fucking <laughs> SGA one point on my fucking like post Malone has never tired. I'm gonna have one point SGA. Fucking crazy. AP said might get Mount Rushmore in your leg, four of your favorite of all sports. Yeah, I think if I had to if I had to do something like that and I had to pick four guys. Jackie Robinson, Kobe Bryant, uh, Walter Payton. That one's tough. Walter Payton, Kobe, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. That fourth one. Like, me being me, I would just probably get D-Rose. But if I had to pick, like, another sport out of it, I think I might get Sue Bird, to be honest. Like, I, I always really liked Sue Bird, and I think, you know, what she did for the game, especially, like, growing up, it was just so – she she was what introduced me to the WNBA, her and Elena Deladon. So, I definitely think – um and DT, don't let me di- be disrespectful. But um I really don't like DT like that. I don't like UConn. But, um yeah, man, I mean, I, I think Sue Bird's up there. Candace – if I had to do, like, a all-time four Chicago one, I think D-Rose, Anthony Rizzo – Patrick Kane, and then uh, either Walter or Candace, probably. Probably Walter, just because Candace wasn't here long enough. How, how many How many years was she in Chicago? Two. Two? Yeah. That's why I, like, I would get Candace. Like, if I could only do four, Candace is the odd man out. But if I could do, like, anybody I want, I'd definitely get Candace. Or, yeah. I'm ready for the I'm ready for WNBA to start uh, this season. Maybe somebody is. I'm happy somebody is. My whole team's gone today. Yeah. Quigley's gone. gone. Hopefully the Fever are a little better this year than they were last year. Yeah, I but think they had a young team last year. I think they were starting three rookies. Yeah, I think the draft is going to be really interesting and you know, free agency still going. I, I haven't seen if they have made any moves yet. Um, but I, I think that they're definitely going to be in a position to really just develop people. And I think that's really where you're at right now, is just kind of seeing who fits and who doesn't. Um I th- maybe a coaching change at some point. I like the coaching staff you have, but I think it could be a little bit better. I just got hired last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> a- again, no, but that's that's what it comes down to. Like, I need yeah. to see everybody developed first to really see yeah. what you're trying to run and what you're trying to do. Because you know, if you looked at Steve Kerr when Steph Curry first came in the league, and and you look at what Clay and Draymond and everybody was, or you look at like even the Bulls right now. You know, if you had Lonzo Ball as a rookie. And, and all these other guys, Zach Levine, like, you know, you're looking at Billy Donovan, like, yo, these guys fucking suck. But, you know, what they are, you know, once they start to progress and develop, I think is a different conversation. But I'll give them, I'll give them one more year, Gonzo. But I'm excited. Not- hopefully I'll have credentials and everything this year. I was supposed to last year, but somebody, somebody kind of fucked me on that deal. Oh, yeah. I wonder who. But, um, <laughs> nah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm going to contest. I'll talk to you about it later, but I'm definitely going to contact some people to try to see what we could do it. I'm not too tight with them in Indiana, but, um, you know, if not Indiana, like there's other places we can, we can definitely set you up too. Well, I was supposed to have been set up last year. And then the weekend I was put the Sunday, I was supposed to go is when everything went down with, uh, Freddie and, uh, I'll go ahead and say his name. I don't give a fuck. No, fuck him. And, uh, Who cares? I never got the I never got an email back back about when I could go, like what time I could get there, or none of that stuff. And I kept asking, kept emailing Freddie that day. And of course, that's when he wouldn't respond to nobody. Right. So yeah. I like, no. Well, I, guess I won't be going going this year. Yeah. No. I mean, you should act for, off the rip, bro. Like, 
<laughs> no disrespect. I'm not going to sit here and, and come for anybody's heads, but you should just hit me up from the rip because certain people at this network uh, don't believe in women's sports, but they like to pretend they do. So, you know, it, it's definitely something to where, you know, you just got to, you just got to call the main motherfuckers who you know are rocking with it. And we, we would have set you up, bro. Me, Megan Price, we, we'll definitely hook it up for you. Yeah, good. Yeah, I was supposed to be. I, hey, stuff happens. Hey, yeah, stuff happens, you know, when they uh, somebody calls the Chicago Sky and says, Mike no longer works for me. And then we said, what? She called me. She said, Mike, did you get fired? I go, no, he got fired. He's trying to steal everything and woo woo woo. And that was a whole, that was man, bro. That was See, that's what happened with me. Like I got, I had the confirmation that I was approving everything that, that he had sent me and showed me, mm -hmm. but then they never, I kept asking, well, what, what time can I get there? All that stuff. Couldn't get nothing back from he's all they should email you. Well, so I ain't got no fucking email. Did you get the email? Whatever. Whatever message me. Then he just quit messaging me. Cause that was when all the, when he yeah. tried to have a meeting and and take the whole network whole network with yeah, him. man that was probably the craziest time in the network bro i was like man i don't get paid enough for this shit bro like at all i was like this is crazy oh, i'm like what the fuck because i was asleep I actually was i think i'm well. yeah i was asleep i woke up that morning like what in the fuck is going on <laughs> dude it was a crazy it was a crazy time bro it was a crazy time i did i did get some good news earlier today oh that it doesn't look like the Indianapolis Colts are going to hire Jeff Saturday. Yeah, man. I saw he was at the top of your priority list, and I was, I was shitting, bro. I was like, how are you still – If I thought, to be honest, I thought if anybody was going to go pay a first-rounder for a guy like Sean Payton, was it was going to be the Indianapolis Colts. Because, I don't know, I just felt like they were in a better position to do it. And, you know, obviously the, the, uh, the Broncos overpaid for that. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I wouldn't have gave up all the Broncos gave up for him. You start yeah, giving no. up draft capital for a coach, especially that much draft capital, it's putting you in a bad situation when you already gave up the rest of your draft capital for Russell Wilson. Oh, man, and then you have 70 mil a year on the two. That's crazy. I mean, is uh is my guy still there, John Elway? Mr. I get drunk during coach interviews? I think I think he's still – I think he is. I know he's not the GM. But I yeah, think he's I hope in some not. other position. Bro, I heard so many stories, so many stories about like interviews with him and like him interviewing like coordinators and other guys, like just trying to get a position. And he's like half asleep and he's hungover and like man, like all power to him, great player. But all yeah. he, he's like the as a as a GM, he's like the Jerry West, if I could if I could you know, <laughs> say it com or compare it to anything. I think Jerry West as a player, hey, that's what's up. But as the GM, fucking alcoholic, going crazy, raging everywhere, knocking out. Like, it was – I've heard crazy things about, yeah. about Elway, man. It wouldn't surprise me. Hell, half the time when they show him on TV, he looks like he's lit. <laughs> all, all the time. All the time. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. I'd be lit, to be honest. I can't even sit here and lie to you. Like, I, I was talking to – who I was talking to, I think it was Frankie or Randy. I was like, man, right now, bro, like, you know, I'm I'm staying clean, you know, no, not messing with anything crazy, like literally just hustling all day long, going to the gym, working out with my shorty, you know, just working, writing articles for the network, all that stuff. I go, but the second I start making millions of dollars, oh, it's over with, it's done. Like, I'm <laughs> so who runs ASAP now? Me. No, I'm playing. Uh Jay Ness, sir. Jay Ness and Ray Cruz. Jay Ness and Ray Cruz. Sounds like Robert Irsay, yeah. Yeah, 
But no, with the Colts, because I've been saying this whole time, because everybody's like, oh, they're not going. He's not going to hire Jeff Saturday after he went one and seven. I'm like, watch, Jeff Saturday's going to be our next head coach because that's who Jim Mercer wants to hire. And right. but today, uh, Zach Kiefer, who works for the Athletic, and he's mm-hmm. he covers the Colts, and he's usually pretty into what's going on. He and he said that uh, that uh, Jeff Saturday was wasn't the front runner anymore. Sounds like Callahan from Cincinnati, offensive coordinator. Uh, he's he's in he's uh really he's in the running. He's had two interviews, and then they just had another interview with uh oh, defensive coordinator from the Lions. I thought that was They're Dan Campbell. Huh? I thought Dan Campbell really called plays for the defense. Yeah, probably. That's what I think too. What the but... fuck? Yeah, like it's weird as hell. And then uh, like... who else? Raheem Morris has had two interviews. That's a good one. I like enemies. Eric enemies had two interviews. I so... like. I, I like enemy. I like the enemy. Here's here's my thing on that. I keep it brief because you know, obviously, I've I've been very vocal about especially uh, minorities as head coaches and how they don't get equal opportunities. But you know, I've heard a lot of people say, and this is not me saying this is why he doesn't get a job. But you know, you gotta fall in love with that mentality. And I think the way Eric talks to people, you know, everybody loves Andy. Because Andy's going to treat you with respect and Andy's going to kind of, you know, oh, well, if this happens, then I'm going to keep you accountable, but I'm not going to chew you out. From what I've heard, Eric will chew your ass out and in front of everybody, whether you make 400 million or 400,000. And and he does not give a fuck like he was going to chew you out. So I think that kind of is a drawback for some GMs in today's era, especially with social media and how soft players are acting. Like if Justin Jefferson misses a wide open catch, no one's even guarding him. And Eric Bieniemy chews him out. You know, there's a 90% chance that a diva wide receiver is going to feel offended or feel like he shouldn't have been talked to that way. I'm like, bro, that's that's the game you fell in love with. So I don't, I don't, I'm not in the locker room. I can't tell you what Eric Bieniemy's like, but that's what a lot of people say is he's kind of too hard on people. Um, but, you know, sometimes you, you look at that kind of mentality and that's what you need. Like, respectfully, Russell Wilson needs an Eric Bieniemy in his life. He needs someone to tell you, you don't need your own office. You don't need all this shit. 11 you ain't, you ain't Mr. Fucking Unlimited. You're Russell Wilson out there and play fucking football. <laughs> yeah, like get the fuck out there, bro. Like I, I don't I don't know what else I could sit here and tell him to baby him. And, you know, I think of Eric Bieniemy. Personally, myself, I love <laughs> coaches like that. Like even – Oh, it's hard because I know my buddies watch this show too. So it's like, I know they're going to like be like roast the fuck out of me after this. But, you know, I've had many altercations with coaches in the past. Um, and me as a coach now, I coach kids in high school all the time. And I, I try to be that medium of like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I, I've been there. I've been a player, but I'm also understanding. Right. There's a fine line of it. But I also love, you know, when you have the good cop, bad cop, because, the bad cop is going to make you want to run through a fucking wall because of how much you hate them. Like I've had coaches that I've hated so much, you know, telling me, Oh, you need the bunt. You need the bunt. You need the bunt. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to lay down the coldest bunt you've ever fucking seen in your life. And you're like, it motivates you, bro. Like, I'm so serious. Or it's the complete opposite. And you're like, fuck this. And you hit a home run. And it's like, you know, it, it really comes down to that at the end of the day is like, what kind of person you are. I think it's good to have that mixture on your coaching staff because mm-hmm. not, not all players get motivated the same way. Right. Some players need that coach to be in their ass. Right. And so, some players can't deal with a coach like that. And they need, they need more, 
coddled a little more. Need need right. the good the good guy. That's why you got a. Hey, that's why KC is such a beautiful place because you have Nagy. You have I'll give Nagy that like horrible play caller, but as like a motivator, he's the kind of guy that'll motivate you if he rocks with you. So you know you have Matt Nagy. He's your PC principal off South Park. He's the guy. Who, oh, how you doing? But, you know he's just hanging out. Then you got Andy Reid, who's the genius behind everything. He's kind of like that happy medium. And then you got Eric Bieniemy. Don't even look at him. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really what it is. You look at him, you're running you're running suicides for the next 25 hours. Like that's well, that's I, really what I it think, is. But from what I hear, you're right. I think that's one of the reasons he hasn't got a head coaching job is because people say yeah, that he don't get along with the players well. Mm-hmm. And, and you had that stuff come out. Then people question whether he calls plays or not. Which yeah, I think that, I really don't. I really don't care as much about that anyway, because the head coach probably ain't gonna be calling the plays most of the time. Right. Like right now, what what blows me, and not to turn it into a whole Bears thing, but like you know, we hired Matt Eberflus because we're the monsters of the midway, and we want prime defense, and he does not call the plays for the Chicago Bears defense. Yeah. Williams does. This is the guy who was also in uh, Indianapolis. Eberflus was a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, and he's not calling plays as the head coach, but that's because of the job of the head coach is just so, so different, and you have to do so many things at once, and you have to be every, you have to be there, you have to be there. That's what I didn't like about Frank Reich. I think he's a great, I think he's a good coach, but you can't. He came to Indy, and he was trying to call the plays as well, right? And there's just so much going on, and then it was a lot, a lot of times it was like he was running the game as an offensive coordinator, right? Instead as a head coach, thinking about the whole picture. You know, I think as well, especially like from my perspective of, you know, like it's, it's just my first year coaching last year, going into year two this year, you know, you, you start to see a lot more than you did, you know, as a player, like as a player, you see what you can see because it's a huge field and, and even coaching football, like it's something for me, you know, you can't have your head in your sheet. You can't have, you can't on fourth down looking at coverages, you're already on the next play. And that's, that's what the problem was with right. That's what the problem was with Matt Nagy. Was Matt Nagy had his you know headphones on. Nobody talked to me. He's got five different fucking play sheets, and he's probably not using any of the plays from any of them. And you know you're not really understanding how the game's going because you're not watching it. So that's really for me like when you look at it for what it is, and you're like, okay, listen, like as the head coach, I'm gonna have two guys who are guys who are plays, and I'm going to watch the game. And if I have to make adjustments, we're gonna make adjustments. Yeah. You're calling the plays. You're not going to be able to make those adjustments because you're not paying attention. And you're right. Uh, you learn so much. I, I, when you quit playing and you start coaching a sport, you, you see all kinds of things yeah. that you didn't notice or see when you play. It's like when in wrestling, I, I used to coach high school wrestling. Mm-hmm. I coached high school wrestling for 10 years. But uh, I wrestled all through. And uh, was, I mean, I was pretty good too. But then I started coaching. I remember after coaching a couple of years, I, told my, I remember telling my dad, like, fuck, I w- wish I could go back wrestle now. Right. No, knowing what I know now, just from looking at it from a different aspect. Right. No. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a weird thing. I think like to compare that to like with baseball last year, like, you know, you want a coach that rocks with you. Like, I believe in you type shit. Like I remember um, there was this kid, Alex, man, like he's a, he's a bigger, he's a heavier kid. And, you know, I used to hate coaches that just weren't fun, man. Like I'm at first base, I'm coaching and my job, you know, strictly like I'm sending dudes. Like we're, I had some speed demons, Gonzo. Like I had some guys I was proud of. The one kid um, at Northtown Academy, I held the record for the most steals in school history in the four years that I was there. And this kid shattered my record in three years rather than four. Like he, I, I ain't gonna lie, he still ain't faster than me. He just got a, he just got a, you know a better coaching staff. He had me, you know. So 
<laughs> whatever. But um, nah, in all seriousness, though, like I had this kid, Alex, and he had never had a stolen base before. And I was like, he looked at me. I was like, fuck it, go. Like, you can go. Like, and he was like, cool. And it's like, it's that kind of attitude where it's like, you know, we're having fun and we're actually doing things that are great. And it's like, you're trying to build yeah, that yeah. camaraderie. Like, and he made it. He made it to second. I fucked up. I sent him to third too, but he didn't make it to third. He fell. But it's all right. Like, he tried. But, um, you know, he always talked about that after. And I I still remember it to this day. I could tell you exactly, like, where he fell, oh, yeah. how he yeah. fell, like, what happened. And it's, like, one of those memories you're going to remember. So, like, you don't want to remember the bad times. And I think as a coach, you kind of just need to pay attention to that and just remember, like, these are kids' childhoods that you're kind of rocking with. Like, I and I don't want to get in trouble saying it, but, like, I don't give a fuck if we win a championship or not. As long as, you know, not not to say, like, you know, we're not trying to win, but, like, as long as we went yeah. out there and we we balled out and we did our thing, like, I want to create memories for you guys. I want to give you That's guys the next opportunity. I coached Little League Baseball for years, too, but uh, even in Little League Baseball or in wrestling, I used to always tell, tell my kids, I don't care if you win or lose, as long as you give me a, a, 100%. As long as yeah. you go out there and you give me a, a 100%, you're, you're not going to get yelled at me either way. I want to coach Little Leagues this summer so bad at the park districts, but, like, I don't think you know I have. What's the worst thing about coaching Little League is? What? Parents. Nah, yeah, that and that's a part of it. Like, I really don't want to. You can keep parents away from the damn ball diamond. If you can make a rule, just drop your damn kids off for the games you leave. Right. Little league baseball would be so much would be so much better and smoother. Nah, those 100%. problems are caused by parents. Yeah, I, um, I actually I also umpired little league baseball for thirty years. Really? Yep. Up until just last year, when I started having all my health issues, I, I, I've umpired for uh, since I was fifteen years old. That's awesome, dude. My dad yeah. ran a baseball league, and he didn't have an umpire. Uh, he was running the tournament, and something happened. One of his umpires had to leave, got sick or something. He didn't have nobody. So he threw me behind the plate. <laughs> 15 years old, first game ever ever umpired. And, uh, I started umpiring all these other leagues. Fuck, dude, I was, I was balling. I was making good money umpiring. Yeah, dude, it is good money. I've, I've been asked to do it a couple of times. I don't like doing it just because, like, I'm very generous to the hitters. I'm very generous to the hitters. Like if I can't see it and I didn't see it, like it happened, you know? So I'm like, man, fuck it. Like it is what it is. Dude, I had parents starting to threatening me. To, uh, one parent said that he was going to feed me to his Rottweiler and put me in a 50 gallon drum because I called his son out at home plate <laughs> and he thought he was safe. Oh uh, yeah, dude. You, I had one coach. I threw him out of the game and, uh, and he, he said, you, you can't make me leave. I said, you got five minutes to get off this field or your team forfeits the game. So either you can tell the kids that they're not playing because of you or you can get off, you can leave. Yeah, he said, I'll be waiting out. He goes, I'll be waiting out in the parking lot for you after the game. I said, you see that van right out there past the center field fence? That's where I'm going right after the game. Be waiting on me. I said, I said I'll knock you the fuck out. The <laughs> and the, the guy, the director of the league came over, calm down, calm down. So either he leaves or the game's over. Yeah. And finally, he finally he left, but. Nah, you, yeah. you ain't gonna intimidate me. Wait out, wait, I'll be out there. I'll be right there as soon, soon as the game's over. Nah, yeah, I ain't with that. That's I mean, honestly, that's a fight right there. Like we can run it, like it is what it is, but yeah, that's that's yeah. something I've been trying to avoid just because I'm younger. I don't want to like you know mess up opportunities. Yeah, I umpired one game, or no, I was coaching a game at a uh league on the north side of town. Yeah, and I was I coached from the south, I coached a team on the south side of town. Well, we went to the north side town to play, and one of my players went home, went to the dugout, and then all of a sudden the umpire calls him out. 
And I said, wait a minute, why is he out? He missed home plate. I said, you can't make that call. And he said, yeah, I can't. I'm the umpire. I said, I don't care. Give a fuck if you're an umpire or not. I said, I pulled out my rule book. I said, that's an appealable call. The coach has to appeal that call for you to make that call. Mm-hmm. You can't just, he said, oh, you don't know why you're talking about. So I pulled out the rule book, showed him, and then the fans started running their mouth. Oh, this is what we get from the south side. So I started going off on all these guys. All these. Well, the guy comes over there, the director of the league, he comes over and he's like, Chris, calm down. I said, no, fuck that. Well, the next night, that league had hired me to umpire their all star their what their all star game. That's I, I, I show up in my umpire uniform with equipment on. You should saw all the parents' faces like, oh fuck, we were just cussing this dude out last night. Now he's behind the plate. Yeah, 100 percent Oh, dude, that's crazy. I didn't even know that about you, G. Oh yeah, I, I love umpiring. If I if my body w- would hold up now, I'd still be doing it. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it definitely. I've seen a couple umpires take one, man. I've seen a couple take one. Oh, I broke definitely... some. Rip. I had I had a seventy-five mile per hour hour fastball hit me right here and break break a couple ribs during the little league game. Off a seventy-five er. Yep. Damn, that broke your ribs. Well, it was a foul ball, seventy-five mile per hour fastball oh, yeah. off the bat, boom, right. Yeah, here. off the bat, hundred. That's yeah. probably probably well, a lot missed- faster. And it missed my chest protector, so oh. it got me. It got me. Well, because yeah. it was going to be, because I didn't think the guy was going to hit it, and so I had already kind of turned to call strike three, and it went right over the catcher's glove and just smoked me. Dude. I finished the game. Then I, I was driving yeah, home. I, I was driving I home. Oh, that game's over, bro. Oh, that's first inning of the game, and the director <laughs> came out there and he's like, "Oh, we, we get somebody replaced." I said, "No, I'm finished. I saw. I'm okay. I'll finish the game." I shook them because I was. Oh, I was hurting. Yeah, I had to drive home. I was hurting. But yeah, dude. dude broken I, ribs are crazy. I used to travel around the state, state of Indiana, umpiring. That's so dope, dude. I didn't even know you did that, G. Oh, yeah. You got to tell me more. That's all we did was sports. And then now, yeah. like I said, my bo- I, I was still helping coach wrestling up to last year. Right. I couldn't coach at the high school no more because I got into plumbing and uh, took a job. I had to work. I worked from 8 to 5 every day. So by the time I got off work, high school – practices and stuff were over yeah i worked i used to work midnight so i could coach that's why i coach wrestling for 10 years i'd work midnight so i'd be able to coach dude coaching is i got to coach a kid in the state championship match yeah my school under the spotlight i don't know you would like that bro front of fourteen thousand people high school state championship just one match one mat me it it was weird as fuck because it'd be so quiet in that place i mean you could hear everything you could hear everything you're yelling at, at, at the kid and then when he won, I was the assistant coach, and me and the head coach were over there. And when he won, he came over there and he he picked me up, and I, he almost dropped, almost flipped me over his fucking head, almost dropped me. I got I got pictures and stuff of it. it was cool. It, it was, I was more nervous for that than I ever was when I wrestled. Nah, yeah, you don't want to fuck up a state championship. That's well, crazy. We, were, we were sitting there doing the face offs, waiting, dude, sweats just running off my hands. Yeah, dripping. I I, I, I was nervous as hell. Nah, you gotta be, bro. That's crazy. That's awesome, G. Oh yeah. We had fun, dude. I used to love coach. I, well, I still love coach. I just, like I said, I can't do it as much, but if I do it when I can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely like, like that's what I was doing. That's why I loved Wrigley so much, is because Wrigley's a, uh, it's a four a.m. It's around four a.m. to eleven or twelve o'clock job, yeah. and uh, you know by the time I get out, like you know I could always go run it. We can go straight to school. You gotta remember, I have a son. I have a son close close to your age. So I coached him all. I coached him all the way up in wrestling, baseball. Yeah, for sure. Up until he's what? He's twenty. He'll be twenty three this year. Yeah, wrestling wasn't 
well, I'm gonna be 23 this year. But uh, wrestling wasn't really my thing. It was more like boxing. We got, and it wasn't like boxing, boxing. It was like in the street. Like we would all just fuck around after school and stuff. My nephew plays high school baseball in Chicago. What's his name? Uh, Landon Patton. Landon Patton. I'm not sure who he. I'm not sure. I can't remember what what high school he goes to. I know it's a military, like a military school or something there. And noble. I'd have to ask my dad. I know my dad would would know. Yeah, just let me know, bro. Just definitely let me know. Because yeah, like I said, my well, I told you before, my sister. Well, you said she don't live far from where you, where you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoping I'm hoping to get down to Chicago here pretty soon. I ain't been down there in a couple. Of, I don't know, probably a couple of years this year. It ain't better. <laughs> he said it ain't better. It ain't, ain't better. Same shit. All we do when we go, we'll hang out there and we go get some food. That's about it. It's all you really can do, man. It's just I was telling um, I was just telling Stack Guy in the in the ASAP group chat. He was like, "You got to stop betting," and I was like, "Bro, if I didn't bet, I would be out doing dumb shit with my dumb friends. Like, that's what I do. That's my." I sit at home, I watch games, I make bets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that guy because he had messaged me messaged me a few minutes ago and I forgot to message him back to see what he, what was going on. <laughs> and I'd have, forgot, I'd have forgot about it till the morning unless he messaged me again because I'd already checked it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. I do that literally. I do that all the time. I'll read someone's shit and then I will just not respond for the life of me. I don't know why. It's just like, I think I, I, it's like you respond in your head, you know, like you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll get back to him. And then you just never do. Well, I get, man, I ain't going to lie. This is what my fifth, fifth show I've done, the fourth or fifth show I've done today. I get busy. And I just, I forget about it. Crazy, bro. It's that guy, it's that guy and uh, Gonzo just go nuts. Cause I was, yeah, one, two. Well, no, this was four. I would have had five, but we didn't do the baseball show this morning. Because some because somebody slept through their alarm. Uh. Thought you were talking about me for a second. I was like, I was up, bro. No, was it, it was up. me. I slept. I slept through my alarm. I woke up like at fucking ten thirty or something, and I was like, oh shit. I was about to say, bro. I've been up since four a.m. I don't know what you're talking about. Message that guy like, yep. Eh, sorry about that. I slept through the alarm. Yeah. Dude, all, all this medicine they have me on. Once I'm. I have trouble sleeping, so then when I do fall asleep, I'm usually out because I might not wow, sleep. Bro. Like a yeah. day and a half. But when I'm and then when I'm out, dude, I don't hear the alarm or nothing. My son, he texts me in the morning to see if I'm up or not because I give him a ride to work, and if I'm not, he'll start calling and calling and calling until until I answer. If I don't text him back, yeah, 100%. there's been a couple times I've not showed up to pick him up to like an hour late. <laughs> He's like, yeah, oh, dude, nah, he don't got a license. No, oh, not yet. He finally got his permit, but yeah, dude. I don't know why, dude. As soon as I was old enough to get my license, I had it. Yeah, I waited. Um, I waited till I was twenty-one. I waited till I was twenty-one. I had it sixteen. Yeah, I just like, I knew, I was scared. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, I was scared of like myself. Like, I didn't think. I thought I wasn't like much. I like I understood I wasn't mature enough. You know, like I was like, oh no, nah, like I'm gonna get in trouble or you know something. I'm not gonna be paying attention or something. I waited until I felt like I was at a good age. I was still driving around from time to time, you know. Upper, wait, we're live. Probably can't, but um, whatever. My dad, Too late. My dad has never had a driver's license. He be driving? No, he don't drive. He, I've seen him drive one time, and you don't. After that, he didn't need to drive no more. But uh, yeah, no, no he's he never, he's never, he's never had a driver's license. Yeah, I know a lot of people who don't, and it's just you know, it, it is what it is. Especially when you grow up here, like in a city. 
Like it's really just so based off of transportation. Yeah, like yeah, you, they're, yeah, you really don't need one. Saying, now, my boy, be as bad as yeah, like right I, I here, went to man. visit my boy Isaac. He lives in uh he lives in Iowa. And when I drove out there to visit him, we went to the Field of Dreams and it was like super dope. I had remember I told you it was such a great time at the Field of Dreams. And I visited my boys out there who go to uh Iowa University and man, bro, like I thought about it like five different times. I was like, if I crash right now. Like the nearest hospital is like two hours from here. Like in like civilization is like an hour away. Like it's crazy, bro. Like it's a, you'll see nothing but fields. Yeah, it was nothing but corn and shit. Like it was weird. It was weird. That's how Indiana is too. I hate it. I've been here all my life, so I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, I can't. I'll be I'll be tripping out. We had a basketball. Sorry. We had another one in Iowa too. We had a basketball camp, and uh, it was me, my guys, Rob, Scott, Anton, all of them, uh, and we went out there, Michael, everybody, and uh, it was like my first time in Iowa. It was like my second time in Iowa, and uh, it was like 2019, and bro, like the kids out there are just different. Like they talk to you crazy. Like we were we were hooping with these kids, and the one was like, <laughs> the one kid went up to guard me. And mind you, like, I'm horrible at hooping. Like, I, I always say this to everybody. I'm like Patrick Beverly. Like, I just talk shit and play defense. And when I do score, I overhype it like I'm the best. Like, that's that's, really... <laughs> that's exactly how I am. Yeah, bro. Like, I just be talking shit for real. And this kid got in my face. They put me in the game. And my coach was like, yo, I want you to go into the game and I want you to foul out. Because we were, we were down a few points and we just needed we just needed to foul people. And I was like, cool. Like, whatever. So I'm out there. I'm ready to go slap the fuck out of somebody just cause and cause he wanted me out. Like he didn't want me in. He wanted me to get it teed up. He wanted me gone. So this kid walks up to me. He goes, "I got this bitch." And I was like, "Yo, like, what the fuck? Like who is he talking to?" So then next play, boom! I just <laughs> I just send I send his ass, bro. I send his ass across the whole court. They were like. The guy was, it was this short little white guy. He was like, you're fucking out of here. And I was like, man, I don't get no fuck. Like, there's a minute left of the game. I went in the locker room. I was like, man, I got dressed, put my chains on. I was like, whatever, bro. Like, but those kids, they just talk, like, in the city, you ain't finna talk to me crazy like that. Like, that's wild. Yeah. Kids, them kids don't know nothing about being in a big city. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to right now, bro. I was like, but you got the wrong one. Like, I'm, I'm not here to score, bro. Like, I just want you to know. A lot of them kids grow up where they don't even have neighbors. They their their neighbor might be a mile down the yeah, my boy Isaac. Down got, the road. I was like, Where's your neighbor? He's like, Oh, 40 acres that way. I was like, I don't know what an acre is, bro. Like, <laughs> I really don't. Oh, yeah. I'd like to live out in the country like that, oh, just because I could do whatever the fuck I wanted to. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Ain't nobody like when you live in the city or have neighbors, have neighbors bitching about shit. Don't have to worry about none of that. Oh, yeah, I be pissing my neighbors off all the time. All the time. <laughs> I just be, like, randomly, random as hell, I'll go out. Because, like, they double park and stuff, so, like, I just get my lick back. I just do annoying things about them. And uh, they'll always be, like, in the yard and stuff. So I'm like, all right, bet. Like, I'm what I'm going to do is when I go outside, I blast, like, I, I listen to all types of music. Like, I, I listen to country, rock, rap, everything. But I pick the most ghetto, like, hood rat, drill Chicago music that you can find and I just blast it as I take out the trash every day every day I take out the trash I just blast my music and they hate it and I'm like well you know it's about 10 seconds of fame yeah. 
I listen to, I'm the same way. I listen about everything. I don't listen to much of the new rap, newer rap. Just Dustin just texted me. Hey, he said, Hey, I said, Hey, my bad. Um, I wonder what he wants. Uh, uh, before we get out of here, who do you who do you think walked into the better coaching spot? Uh, Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryan's? Vic Fangio, I think, walked into the best spot. Yeah, Vic Fangio, I think, walked into the best spot. But um, I think Ryan's has a better story just because, one, it's free. Like, all they're doing is paying him to come. They're not paying him $20 million a year on top of three first-round draft picks, three second-round draft picks, and a third or a fourth, whatever it is, on top of $70 million combined with Russ. So, you know, you kind of you kind of get that decision plus – you know, having the number two pick, having the number 12 pick, having, what is it, 11 for, uh, eleven picks in the first three rounds of this year's draft, like, that's insane. And two first-rounders next year as well. And two first-rounders next year. You could, honestly, they could stockpile those two first-round picks and probably, if they wanted to, it depends what their trajectory is and how they see their franchise moving, they could say, fuck it and package those picks for another first-rounder this year in the top 10. Like, I could legitimately see that. If you were to contact the Eagles right now and say, hey, listen, here's two first round picks from the Texans next year. Give us number 10 or give us, you know, number five from the Colts or something. I'm sure the Colts wouldn't take that. But, you know, there's there's a bunch of different teams out there that are willing to do stuff like that. So, you know, that's something I think, you know, for Ryan, not only being able to have all those picks. I love Petrie. I think Petrie's great. Um, I always forget their running back's name. He's a stud. He's a stud. I can't think of his name. Either. No, he's a stud, though. He's definitely a stud. Um, you know, Brandon Cooks hates it there, so we'll see if they trade him, you know, at the draft and see what happens. Um, but I think the biggest thing is being able to build your your franchise quarterback on a rookie deal. The easiest thing in the world is to make it to the Super Bowl when your franchise quarterback, and key word is franchise quarterback. I'm not saying a Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, or, it can't just be any, any Joe yeah, Blow. It can't be anybody, <laughs> but if you have yeah. your guy, if you have your Patrick Mahomes, if you have your Lamar Jackson or somebody along those lines, it is a hell of a lot easier. Even ask Aaron Rodgers how much easier it was when he was on a rookie deal coming in. He wins the Super Bowl. Then he finally starts getting paid. They've never even sniffed it. So, I mean, it's it's that conversation to where, you know, you're going to have a rookie quarterback on a four- to five-year deal, and you have all the time in the world to be able to do this. What I hope doesn't happen is it's their third black head coach fired after one year. This is their fourth or fifth head coach in the last four to five years. Like, yeah. every single year they've had a new coach. Um I'm just looking for consistency. I think Ryan has the best opportunity where Sean Payton, yo, it's like you better come in here and fix this shit right now. And you have no draft capital to do it with. No draft capital, no salary cap. You still have so many holes on that offensive line. Jamal Williams, not Jamal Williams. Javante Williams is still banged up with the ACL. Uh, Russ is banged up. And, you know, who I don't know what's wrong with Russ. Jerry Judy has questions. Patrick has questions. Sutton has questions. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going around right now. I don't yeah, Judy hasn't def- he hasn't developed like I thought he would. Yeah, and that's what I mean by questions. Like, do you have a wide receiver one? I don't. I don't think so. Not not right now. I no. think maybe maybe if Russ figures it out, he can develop Jerry to look better than what he is. But I've seen Jerry miss a lot of wide open touchdowns this year. I've seen Jerry drop a lot of passes. I've seen him just not really run the routes and crisp routes that you've seen him run in Alabama. But you know, again, that's just kind of what happens. 
Yeah, I, th- I think Houston, for that reason, just because he has all the draft capital where he should be able to build that team how he wants. Unless they fire him in a year. But, you know, it, that's Houston. I don't think they will with D'Amico. For one, they gave him the six-year deal, and then for two, with him being – he's loved there in Houston with him being a former yeah. player and everything. I, I think that should buy him a little more time, hopefully. Then take Jeff Saturday, Donzo. Jeff Saturday had a chance. He went one and seven. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't have much. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. And it wouldn't even that he went one and seven. If he didn't one and seven, but when you have the collapses that you had, like, well, aren't you happy he went one and seven? Like, be, be, be honest. Be, aren't you happy you're in the top five of oh, the draft yeah. rather yeah. than be in yeah, the middle? Yeah. Well, that's why when they brought him in, everybody was going crazy. So, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? We're, we're going to get a higher draft pick. Right. That's why I was happy when we hired Eberflus. I was like, the only thing I didn't like was those collapses. Like, you can't be up thirty-three nothing and 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 lose to the Vikings. Right. You're down by two points going in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys, and you give up thirty-three unanswered points. I mean, you, you can't have stuff like that happening. That shit was even awesome. the last game that of the year. Awesome. Even the last game of your fucking Texans, you give up a fucking hell mary. Hell was- mary to beat you the last game of year, which was fine. Because we, we get, instead of getting the fifth pick, we got the fourth pick. But that was, still. That was exactly what I needed. And uh, I just want to say again, Gonzo, really quickly, uh, that was my guy right there. It was my guy, Lovey. Got mad love for Lovey. See, I, I, I felt like they should have gave Lovey another year in Houston. I think he was – he was nah. the team was playing hard for him. I think they – I think Lovey's a great guy. I think Lovey's a great head coach. But Lovey's got to get his head out the playbook because Lovey's cover two defense just really isn't isn't Madden anymore, man. Like these guys are crazy. These route runnings are crazy. These trick plays, these gadget plays, especially with all the rules that they keep changing to to help the offense. Right, and I I I think one of can't touch you can't touch a receiver no more. Hundred percent. And I think you know a big thing. I, I try to – I don't even dance around it. I don't give a fuck. But, um, you know, it's the late show. I can say what I want. Tight ends are evolving into, you know, these hybrid wide receiver ones. You know, your George Kittles, your Kyle Pitts, your Travis Kelsey's, your Rob Gronkowski's, like guys like that. Before it was just Rob, to be honest. Maybe Greg Olson. Yeah. Maybe Greg Olson. Uh, you know, it just wasn't always consistent. But Rob Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez, whoops, um, and a couple other guys were really the only ones. I, I got keep it a buck. I mean, as a player, they were studs. Oh, Tony Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. He was Tony up Gonzalez. There. Um, but um, yeah, man, I, I think you know, the way you're seeing it now is just these tight ends are, are amazing hybrids. And when you have a cover two defense, you really can't predict what's gonna happen up the middle in the gap with that. So, you know, Lovey's defense is just kind of outdated a little bit. You saw that in college with Urbana, you saw that with the Bears later on, and, and obviously there's a lot that goes into that as well, but like you said, if you if you brought in Ryan's as as a DC, and then hired Eric Bieniemy as offensive coordinator and had Lovey Smith as your head coach for the Texans, I think that's a great opportunity. But if you have Lovey Smith, whose big issue is giving up play calling, it's kind of like Matt Nagy, yeah. where it's like you gotta get the fuck out of here. Like what he's talking about with Frank Reich earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great guy, but can't do it. Not Matt Nagy. Fuck that guy. But. So I think Reich will do okay in well, I think he'll do okay in Carolina if they can if they get the quarterback situation figured out. I think they're gonna fuck it up. I think if they're gonna do it right, then you need one more year of bullshit. Like this is not the year for them unless they trade up. Unless they trade up. But the guys there that are available right now, I don't think they should go after. I think if if anything, look at the second round for a Hendon Hooker. 
I think you can get a sleeper from Tennessee in there. Um, I've been saying the same thing about the Colts. Yeah. Four. Yeah. I, guy, you, I mean, who, there ain't nobody out. I'm not completely sold on Stroud or Young, but even out, out after them, there ain't really nobody else to take yeah, like high in the first round. Stroud, Stroud is nice. I think he's a less athletic version of Justin Fields. Their their college stats are actually damn near verbatim. They are the same. I think he's going to be solid. I think he has a little bit of room to grow when it comes to actually understanding a defense. Um, Bryce Young is undersized, and that's that's what scares me that's, about him. That's really the only thing I really have on Bryce Young, but I don't hold that against him because you know there's guys like Russ, there's guys like Kyler Murray, there's guys out there. You yeah, know, about are, how often Kyler hurt, Murray's been hurt. 100%. But again, that's as a diff- it's a different I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's 100% because of his size either, but I'm No, not- yeah, but I, I think and that's what I was going to say is like, you know, you look at Kyler's ability versus Bryce's. Bryce is in the pocket 90% of the time where yeah. Bryce er, um Kyler's scrambling. That's what's getting Kyler hurt. So, you know, Kyler gets Kyler hurt because you don't watch fucking film, but yeah, that's- and you have Kingsbury as the fucking coach. Yeah, so yeah, there's there's so many things that go into it. But yeah, I think the worst offense that Kingsbury couldn't win with in college. Let's take it to the NFL, see if we can win with it. (laughs) He went to where'd he go? He bought a one way ticket somewhere and never seen again. Uh, Thailand. Thailand. I mean, fuck it. Why not? Dustin said, You want to join my XFL, USFL, and CFL fantasy league? Dustin, if you're watching this, no. No show tonight. Yeah, we're live, dude. The hell are you talking about? Oh, you got a different question than me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not knowledgeable about the XFL. Oh, I'll, pro- I'll, I'll probably get into it. Uh, this year is gonna be hard because they're not gonna be real knowledgeable because they're just starting back up. But man, whenever they had it before the pandemic shut it down, I was into. It. I watched it every weekend. I enjoyed it. And then, of course, the pandemic shut everything down, and they went bankrupt and all that. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to it, but. I just like watching football, so I'll. But I, I'll be honest, I couldn't get into the USFL last year. I tried watching it. Yeah, I tried, and I didn't get in it. I don't really have the channels. Like that's my problem. Like I walk downstairs, I turn on three, boom, the Bears games on. You know what I mean? Like I gotta go fucking on a laptop and watch this bullshit. And it, okay, it's not bullshit. I'm sorry. No, it's bullshit. I mean, it's kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like. The names are dumb. The, the players are solid, but the, it's just like they make it corny. That's really how I feel about it. You know what I mean? So, you know, the players are great. The coaching is great, but I just feel like as a market, they can do so much better. All right, man. You got any final thoughts before we get out of here for tonight? Fuck Shazier Alexander. <laughs> That's all I got. Nah, I appreciate I you. That, I knew that's what you was going to say. Nah, 100%. Fuck SGA. Uh, Gonzo, I appreciate you having me on, man. I love always watching the show. Um, fifth show, fourth show today, man. You keep you crazy, bro. Crazy. It gives me something to do, man. I was used to working 50 hours a week when I, cause exactly. I, I was a plumber. I'd work anywhere between 40 to 50, 55 hours a week. Well, then started having all my health issues, and I was just sitting at the house. So yeah. It, it, gives, it gives me something to stay busy. No, 100%, man. I appreciate you again, though, man, for real. I appreciate you coming on. Tennessee got beat. No, I couldn't be right. I think I was looking at the wrong game. I hope. I hope so too. I can't be losing that one too. Damn, Tennessee's ranked number two in the country. Yeah. 
But no, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah. Appreciate everybody watching. Please hit that subscribe button on YouTube at Gonzo Sports Room and at the All Sports All Plays Network. Follow us on social media at Gonzo Sports Room and at the All Sports All Plays Network. We'll be back Friday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, with another episode of GSR Gonzo Sports Room. Uh, hope everybody has a great night, and we'll see you guys tomorrow uh, for another day, full slate of sports talk uh, on Thursday. Have a great night.